Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, thanks for watching us again. Uh, we have a very interesting episode today that I, I I'm leading for some goddamn reason. Yeah, I don't know why you guys right. trusted me with this. <laughs> Should not be trusted. With it was your idea. Well, well, it was my idea. I felt like you you said that you would be able to make us cry, and I trusted that. Yeah. Now that's just setting the bar too high. You know, <laughs> not like, for me, girl. Tiff uh, cries like at the drop of a dime Nikki, every yeah, time. Same. Yeah. Well, Nikki will cry because. Well, yeah, you do cry. I drank a little lot. already, and That's I had true. some chocolate. You're so I feel like my hormones are like, yeah, very primed. I'm pretty stoked. Very cold. lubed up. It takes a lot to make me cry. Even if I see other people cry, it doesn't like. It, mm. I don't have that yawn reflex yeah. like where your cry will make me cry. Mm. You may be yawn. Yeah. No, you just have to hit your triggers. Wait. Um. Let's yeah, see. you're gonna have to try a little harder mm. to hit my triggers because I'm mm. like a fucking stone cold wall. But Gina, what is your? I'm a soft bitch on the inside, but nobody say that in public, all right? I don't want them to know. Don't let anyone know. All right. (laughs) Nikki, however, if I even described a picture of a cat, she will start crying. Yeah. Oh my God. You talk about like the fluffy toes, like the pink paws on the underside. And then, well, and then if you talk about something bad happening to it, that's it's really where it gets me. Sometimes cats get abandoned. Nope. No, they don't. Let's not go there. No, they don't. So today's episode I feel very passionate about. It's about your mental health and and figuring out um, what you need in life. Because recently I started going to therapy and it's been really nice. But before I get into that, let's introduce uh, who's here right now. We Jessica, have- Tiff. Nikki, <laughs> you guys are such followers. It must be a musical. <laughs> My name is Gina. That was just like one note. Gina. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Gina. <laughs> Gina. So recently, I have been going to therapy because I really during this quarantine, like I lost my mind. Uh, like a few months ago, oh, yeah. I think that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, the silence mm. and the stillness nope. is hard for a lot of I people. I was like, more. <laughs> Don't rub it in, Nikki. Not everyone more. relates. My cat was like, meow. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was doing well during quarantine, and then some crazy shit happened, and I kind of lost my mind. And then that's when I realized I need to go to therapy and yeah. get this worked out. And then luckily, I found a great therapist through Nikki, and I've been going to her and. Um, I feel like everyone should kind of just do like a mental check-in, you know, like you guys at home, do a mental check-in on yourself, see if you're doing okay. And I've been learning so much about myself. I've been going that's to therapy so awesome. once a week. Yeah. yeah that's Yay. great. Do you feel like you ever, did you have much experience with therapy throughout your life or is this kind of your first time really digging in? I kind of dabbled a yeah. little bit. But you never, did you kind of like start and stop and you're like, eh, I don't need it kind of. Yeah. I. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dabbled a little bit. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Because one thing about me is that I was very, I've always been very self-aware. Mm-hmm. Like. I know I'm fucked up and this is why. Like I can lay it all out, but I never took a uh, initiative to kind of try to work with it or fix it. There's no fixing it. That's exactly how I was. Like Mm -hmm. you're self-aware, you analyze it, and then you kind of develop your own coping mechanisms around it. Right. So I decided this time around, like it got really bad. You know, I talked to you guys mm-hmm. about it, but it got mm-hmm. so bad to the point where I'm like, okay, let's let's bring professionals into this and let's take it seriously. Um, and it could have you for actually taking that step because a lot yeah, of people yeah, will honestly. just continue to engage in unhealthy behaviors or even let it get to the point to where they there is no return, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, what's really sad is not having access. I remember when I got to a really bad point, I didn't know how to access like it good is hard. help. It's hard. Yeah. There are some mm-hmm. organizations like, um, well, maybe we'll just put a link in the description, but I found some good ones that kind of like offer based on your income level, like mm-hmm. if you can't access actual good help that they provide services 
Right. It's great. Yeah. And in this episode, I really wanted to do an exercise with you guys that you guys can do at home also because I feel like it really helped me. And I feel so passionate about it. And I want to do it with the girls because I'm curious, but also I'm hoping it might wake something up inside you to help you understand yourself more. And I did this on my stream also. And then a ton of people were just crying on my stream. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, Great. So you want us to be crying in the club? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tisha's are here already. Yeah. I, do, I do cry in a club. Right. I, Nikki I does cry in a club. Sensory overload. Yeah. I learned recently sensory overload. Yeah. I was just in a corner sobbing on yeah. Jess's birthday. We were in a right. club and I was like, I don't know why. We were at a gay club and just like, yeah. Nikki's like, eh. Jess had like a half naked man dancing on her. Nikki's crying on the side. I'm talking shit. Yeah. It was like, why is Nikki crying? Yeah. I don't, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It's like something in my brain. Yeah. that like too much stimulation makes me just freak out cry oh, yeah I see. so I wanted to do that because I, I feel like it's been so helpful for me and I feel like I don't want to see my girlfriends cry there's nothing about it it's like I want to make sadistic. you guys cry yeah sadistic, I get it. Very sadistic. that's what I'm into you know um, but I hope you guys at home have been taking good care of your mental health because it's so important and for the longest time, I didn't do it because I couldn't afford it. Yeah. And also for the longest time, I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'm yeah. fine. You know? It's like you're kind of justifying like, well, I can't afford it. And well, good thing I'm good because yeah. I don't even need to afford it. Yeah. But then I realized that 99.999% of the time, I'm good. But that one little smidgen, something mm -hmm. happens and I'm losing my shit. Yep. Um, and the backstory to this is back in October or so, I was driving and I have a dash camera and everything. I was driving... Um, and a motorcycle accident happened right in front of me. Oh, yeah. Like this guy s on a motorcycle slammed into the side you of You have it on your dashboard camera. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, he flew off, did a few flips, and just s slammed into the ground. And then um, like I ran over and tried to help, but then I have a very deep-rooted uh, trauma with motorcycles because I lost a very close family member of mine to a motorcycle accident when I was 14, to the point where, like, if I'm driving and I see an accident and there's, like, a motorcycle, I freak out. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the first time that a trauma has been ripped open in front of me again. And it was terrifying. Like, I ran over and I tried to help. And I saw him, like, crumpled on the ground, like a pool of blood coming oh, out of him. Geez. And at first, that's fine. Because you guys know, like, I love blood gore. I'm okay with it, you know? <laughs> like, I don't mind seeing blood. It's okay. But what happened was I looked over and I saw, like, a mangled motorcycle and I completely shut down. Mm. And I went into like this weird, I couldn't move. Luckily, like, you know, there was people around helping. It was really weird because there was a fan standing there. He's like, hey, aren't you Gina Darling? And I'm just like, <laughs> right in the middle of a <laughs> psychotic break. Yeah, the worst time. Yeah, so I'm having like a psychotic break. And um, ever since then, ever, ever since then, like whenever I drive on the freeway and a motorcycle zooms past, because we have lane splitting in mm -hmm. California, when a motorcycle zooms past. I'm still past, not used to that. Yeah. yeah. I start shaking. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that happened, you know, I was driving like a week afterwards, a motorcycle zoomed past me and I started shaking really badly and I couldn't understand, like, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. Like, and I felt weak and I felt stupid. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, why, why am I reacting this way? And that's when I realized I really need to get some therapy. I need to work some stuff out. 
Um, and that with like other stuff from my past and everything. So I reached out to you guys and I found a therapist through Nikki and she's been great. And she had me do this exercise that really shook me to my core. And I want to do that with you guys. And I want you guys to do that at home with or do this exercise at home with us. Now so, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, really I'm like, I don't really want to be shook to my core, but I guess I guess we're going to rip my band-aids off. Okay. <laughs> I might be overselling it, but for okay. me, it was very effective. So we got some notebooks here because Gina said we have to write some stuff we have down. To write things down right i, don't I haven't written it. things okay. down yeah. in ages these are really cute <laughs> cute notebooks so i went to therapy knowing like hey like i have all these things about me that i need to work on i had all these you know i'm fucked up because of this i'm very aware the therapist is also like yeah you're very aware of why you are the way you are but i i needed to figure out exactly i needed to zone in or zero in and narrow down exactly what it is that I need to work on about myself. Yeah. Right? Um, and she's like, okay, I have an exercise for this. So let's do this and see how you feel. Right. So everyone at home, if you guys can grab a notepad, something you can write with, even on your phone or whatever, I'm going to say a few things. That I need you to write it down and I need you to keep track of it because at the end of the, ex at the end of the exercise, you have to use all that information for something. I'm going to use my phone. Right. So, You're like, I haven't written anything no. in ages. You know what? Let me use my phone. No, yeah, I am. Because I, I my hand cramps up. I'm oh. really, like, my hand muscles are seriously weak. I don't think we're writing that weak. much. Mm -hmm. No, anytime I write anything. She goes like, literally. Oh, shit. Yeah. No. You can't even write a whole word. I <laughs> fucking grandma I with the rheumatoid arthritis. I'm the one with the rheumatoid arthritis. Well, mm -hmm. girl, my joints have been hurting. Okay, you really want to get into it? You need some calcium. My joints hurt. You have some <laughs> joint issues? I do. I have joint We're issues. About to you know you. about this shit. I got something, I She's got gonna something that you can write down in her phone. <laughs> my joint issues. Bullied. My joint issues. You fucked up joints, My too. friends my are friends bullying. bullying me. <laughs> they don't love me with my joint issues. <laughs> Every time I bend down, something cracks. It Disgusting. <laughs> no, I literally have been in pain. Okay, leave me alone. My knee has been very talkative when I go up my stairs. <laughs> Dude, I hate girls that falling apart. You pipe down. I heard Pop Lockett drop it on the radio the other day, and I tried to, but then my knees shattered. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. So, you know. You popped, you locked, you never dropped. Yeah. It, you dropped, but you never got never back got up. Back up. <laughs> um, so, how I did this was I wrote down the keywords um, instead of writing down the whole entire sentence. So, the exercises, I'm going to say some phrases to you, and each phrase I want you to rate from a scale of 1 to 10, which one's the most, or on a scale of 1 to 10, how much it hurts. So, 1 being the lowest pain. Like, oh, it doesn't really bother me. Mm. To 10 being, hey, like, I don't like that. I, that really fucking bothers me when I hear that, right? Mm. So you'll say a phrase, mm -hmm. and then we kind of just write a keyword to remember what phrase that was. Yeah. And then we'll write our own, like, number of 1 to 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. And, 1 um, to 10. Got it. And, like, you know, just, like, imagine someone that you really care about saying this to you. Yeah, you're, not you. Not, not me. No. Definitely not me. No, mm. not me. Mm. But think of like a like, <laughs> maybe Jess, me, right? Yeah. Excuse you. <laughs> Imagine it's like Gina, not you. Maybe the guy at the gas station number ten. I said I care about you. <laughs> <laughs> she gets offended. <laughs> you said never mind. I took it the other way. <laughs> um. So this helped me narrow down what hurts you the most and the most important thing that you need to work on. Okay. My joints. <laughs> drink more milk <laughs> I'm gonna take more vitamin D also I'm just gonna warn you guys I'm like a drink and a half in I think Same. a couple of us drink a little bit so it might get kind of weird I didn't drink I'm fairly sober Mm. But you whinos so we can, over we here. We can like make fun of you more because like <laughs> yeah. she cried. She's not. She didn't even drink. I didn't even drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on a scale of one to ten, I want you guys to rate how much this hurts you. 
one being the lowest, 10 being the highest. And again, imagine someone very important saying this to you, like maybe your parent, Not you, your best friend, your significant other. Okay. Okay, but I'm not a little bitch. Got it. Absolutely. Just I've same. never seen you cry ever. You kind You're of not are a little bitch, though. Okay. Um, all right. The first is, you are stupid. Is it a joke? No. Like, you are stupid. <laughs> You're so dumb. Right. Can I go below a one? Because I don't give a fuck if someone thinks I'm stupid. You're hmm. stupid. You're so stupid. So what I did was I wrote the word stupid and then stupid I Stupid and then oh, the number. Right. I wrote that, too. Yeah. Just easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right wavelength yeah. Nikki. you are not you're stupid. so smart <laughs> look at you good worker good job i guess nikki imagine your husband yeah yeah that's why i'm stupid. like if he said that i'd think he was fucking joking, joking. what about <laughs> your yeah, mom or your dad who says it because i'm like if yeah. i think he's the most important person so i'm like mm. if isaac's telling me i'm stupid yeah would. what if he was like mom you're stupid like you're not smart at all oof that would hurt yeah how, how much to what level exactly. more than what i wrote <laughs> okay, well, then try write to the real truthful. answer. Yeah. Also, just use Isaac. I, I have to really hear yeah. their tone. Yeah. No, imagine like yeah. the meanest. Like, you're stupid. Gina, say it meaner. You're so fucking stupid. You're the dumbest person I've ever met. Mm. I'm your son, and I'm telling you, you're stupid. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'm too narcissistic for that one. Because <laughs> I know I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking ugly. <laughs> that one hurts. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I just go around with yeah, the yeah, face? Yeah. <laughs> like it's a burn one. Okay. Okay. She's what's been the on a roll one? today? <laughs> the next one is, you are so incompetent. That's the same shit. No, you can't do anything right. Or maybe it's a different vocabulary. Yeah. You you can't do it, oh. mom. You can't do anything right. You're a terrible mother. Mother, you can't do anything right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing? Is this your covering your pain? Right? No, I'm Imagine laughing because I'm trying to smell incompetent. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> right, so back to stupid. So back to stupid. I fucking love you. Oh my god! <laughs> you even are using your phone and you have spell check on your phone. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> oh my god. I love how it's supposed to be like a serious yeah. self-reflection. Like you stupid bitch. Right? You dumb bitch. <laughs> We're trying to do a self-reflection thing. Like this, you stupid bitch. <laughs> It's like no idea. The red line has no idea. <laughs> oh god, that killed me. It just okay. shows up a question mark. <laughs> oh shit. It's like incorporate. Uh, it- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The number. So you're incompetent. Mm. Uh, the next one is, you're not important. Out of everyone in my life, you're just not important. Are we discussing these after? Because yeah. um, so I kind of want to do it organically. Don't even. Okay. You know. Like no, you know, jokes or anything. It's like first reaction, right? Hmm. Okay, I'm still laughing. I think. Well, you can't spell important either. Importante. <laughs> Importante. Just take off the e. <laughs> Just kidding. You're not important at all. The next one is, you will never be number one in someone's life, ever. Next is, you are such an inconvenience. I hate having to spend time with you. You're so inconvenient. Next one is, you are not lovable. No one will ever love you. You're an unlovable person. You don't deserve love at all. Next one is, you don't matter. I can do with or without you. You don't matter at all. Imagine if Steve said that to you. Isaac said that to you. 
Your BMW said that to you. I don't know. She clearly doesn't think anyone. Your dog. Your dad. Maddie. Maddie. Sophie. Your dad. The next one is, you will never be understood. Like, no one will ever completely understand you. I will never understand you enough to care. You're just so fucked up. No one will ever understand you. The next, but they will when I'm gone. <laughs> oh my god! What are you a rap a rapper? Mm-hmm. Rap god over right? here. Listen, I got so many journals. They're gonna dissect right? the shit out of it. Oh god, like, I know everything oh. about this bitch now. She even has diagrams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next one is: you will always be alone. No one will ever want to stick by you. You're gonna be alone for the rest of your life. No one's ever going to care enough to stick by you. You're going to be alone. You're going to die alone. Well, you're Promise? born alone. You're going to die alone. <laughs> Just the next one is, you should have never been born. I agree. <laughs> like, your whole existence is, why are you here? You should have never been born. You would, provide nothing. It would be easier. It's weird how some of these hurt and some of them don't. Yeah. Right? Right. I... Also feel like well we're not done yet yeah so. how many are there we'll just uh, one more oh, okay there's eleven that's an odd number and I don't like that <laughs> I know that's why I thought we were done <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the last one is you will never be safe hmm you'll never be safe you'll never have a home you'll never have a safe place ever depends on how you interpret safe I guess. I think I have this gene in me that, like, if I say it, I'm hurt by it. But if other people say it, I'm like, nah, I'll, yeah. I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's what it is, if you have to hear it that way, then it's almost yeah. too because, like, I know that you love me and care about me. So you saying it, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a stranger to say it. Yeah. But, like, you know, imagine for yourself, like, what if you truly believe that and you said it to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you'll never be safe. You'll never be safe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that last one got my heart pounding. So that's the one. You take can never get look away. at your list. Look at your list and take um, everything that's a five and above, and circle it once. Okay, five and above. Circle. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> and then one, two, three, four, five, six. The oh my top, god! <laughs> are there any like the top two or top three? Maybe they have the same number as the top two or three. Yeah. So double circle that. Make it really dark. Circle it a few times if you need to. Now, I want you to make a sentence, a very simple sentence, and I'll tell you how to do it. Um, take away those top few, the top few that you darkened very much. And take set, away those? Uh, so set that aside. Oh, okay. Just set it aside, right? Now, take the other ones that you only circled once, and you're, you're going to make a sentence out of that. For instance, mine was, um, I am not lovable, and I'll never be understood, so write down your sentence with those top few. Like, I got four. Yeah. So I am blank, blank, okay. blank, and with blank. With the one circle or the two circles? One circle. Okay. Mm-hmm. And therefore... Hold on. I've got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you take the ones that you darkened a couple times. The two top ones. Yeah. And therefore I feel that I am blank and blank and blank and blank. You have a fucking paragraph over here. <laughs> so... The first half of your sentence is everything that you circled once. The second half is everything that you circled multiple times. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so before we delve into the answers to these questions, I just want to say New Year, same couch. Well, actually, these are new couches, but at home, sa- actually, just got a new couch. You just- but you know what? <laughs> Listen, same you. <laughs> resolutions are here, but this year they might look a little different. Let DoorDash focus on dinner so you can focus on resolutions that matter, like getting food sent to you in your mouth. directly in and around my mouth (laughs) well i have the doordash person drop it off at my door and then there's this dude that i married and i'm like go get that surf me directly to my mouth hate that guy (laughs) hate him it's amazing doordash connects you to the restaurants that you love so you don't have to look up new restaurants whatever you love think of the restaurant you love right now it's on DoorDash. It's on. It's most likely on DoorDash. Right now, right to your door, get drinks, snacks, other household items. You need some more uh, hand sanitizer? Can get delivered to your door in under an hour. Ordering is easy. You just open up the app. You choose what you want. Bing, bada, boom. It's at your door. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia, and you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code MOOD. That's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code MOOD. Don't forget, that's code MOOD for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Do you have mud butt? No. Mm-mm. Oh, good. What good. is mud butt? Mud butt is like when like when you poop and you have to wipe like six times. Swamp ass. That sucks. Ew. Mm, crust butt. So imagine every time you poop, it's just like one wipe. And your and your toilet paper is nice and clean. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. For those of you who have mud butts out there, well, now you can because of Hello Tishy. Um, <laughs> they said new rear, new you. <laughs> <laughs> In 2021, don't just make a commitment to wash your hands every time you poop. Go the extra mile and wash your butt. I appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. a good, clean butt. Yep. Yeah. You know? um, now with the brand new Hello Tishy 3.0 modern bidet attachment, it's here to level the playing field. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and affordable. It doesn't just cleanse your butt with a precise stream of fresh water. It cleans itself, which is awesome. A bidet that cleans itself, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, it uses the smart spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle to take care of itself. You, you don't have to clean it yourself. It attaches to your existing toilet requiring no electricity or additional plumbing. So you don't have to plug it into any plugs ever. And it cuts toilet paper use by 80%. So the Hello Tissue Bidet pays for itself in a few months. Literally, you just wash your butt and use a couple squares to pat pat dry. Plus, every Hello Tissue Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Whole that is an, that's oh, yeah. a good warranty. Fresh, clean butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love that you don't have to plug it in. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to install, I didn't too. think I could be fancy without an outlet next to my toilet. <laughs> but now I'm living the good life. Mm-hmm. Clean go. butts for me. You're telling me. I had to stick an ex- extension cord for my old bidet. Oh, God. But now it's great. <laughs> so go to hellotishy.com slash bigmood to get 10% off Plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners. Go to hellotishy.com slash big mood for ten percent off. That's hellotishy.com slash big mood. Ten percent off. Clean your butt butt, you dirty butthole. <laughs> so my sentence 
because I ranked them from one to whatever. We all ranked it from one to whatever. There was two that hurt me so bad that on a scale of one to 10, I put like a thousand. And the moment she said it to me, I just broke down and I cried because mm-hmm. I realized this was the most painful thing and I'm so scared of it. So my sentence was, I feel that I am not lovable and I will never be understood. Therefore, I will always be alone and I will never be safe. So those were my fears. So my two biggest fears was I will always be alone and I will never be safe stems from I grew up in a very abusive family for the first like or until I was 14. Therefore, I was never safe. And that's like terrifying for me, Mm -hmm. you know, like and now like I work so hard to find so that I can give myself a safe home so I can buy a house so I can be safe in there. Um, And I feel like I will always be alone. That's my other one, because Mm -hmm. I I was alone growing up like I didn't have anyone to talk to. I was either uh, ignored, disregarded or I was beaten and I was abused. So therefore, my my biggest fears were. I will always be alone and I will never be safe. I was so alone to the point where I would call wrong numbers just so I can hear someone respond to me. And even if they were just saying, oh, hello, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. Bye. At least they were still speaking to me, you know? So that is where my fear stems from because I was so alone and that's now my two biggest fears. Um, And then the others were like, you know, I'll never be understood because I think I'm fucking crazy or... I mean, you're a little bit weird. Yeah, I am a little bit weird. (laughs) Um, Or... (laughs) I am not lovable because I have all these crazy things going on inside me that I don't think anyone can ever really love me, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like this is, why would anyone love this, you know? Because but, you don't love you? Um, or you just think they that can't other understand, people won't love they you? They can't understand mm-hmm. these yeah. bits. I feel so like they people must be will wrong. never understand like what I went through mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. able to accept what I went through, mm-hmm. you know? So that really, when she said, when my therapist said, you will never be safe, I freaked out and I cried immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm so terrified of that. Um, and therefore, like, I seek people who make me feel safe, you know, who protect me. Like, you guys protect me because I know no matter what, you guys will always be by my side. Mm-hmm. Or whoever I date, I need, like, a big, strong man that will protect me so I can finally relax. Um, or I will always be alone, which um, I kind of work that opposite um, I keep myself alone so that, or because I feel like if I ever bring anyone else in, there won't be a vacuum when they leave. Like they won't, exactly. it won't hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they leave me, then that's going to hurt me it. more. Yeah. yeah. So I'd rather hurt on my own terms. So I mm-hmm. keep myself alone. I don't bring people around because when they're gone, it's going to hurt me even more. Mm. So I want you to read your sentences out loud and see like, and I want to know if it's, if, if is it's accurate for you. Okay. So, Nikki, what's your sentence? All right. Um, so I first want to say that before Steve, I probably would have marked a lot higher on, on a lot of these, mm-hmm. but he like, is your kind yeah, of safety like he on a kind lot of, of things? Yeah. Cause like, okay. Sorry. One of the, my top ones is, um, never being understood. And I feel like he fully, not only fully understands mm-hmm. me, but fully accepts me mm-hmm. like every single part that I felt I needed to hide from people. He not only loves that about me, but he embraces it and wants to prop it up. And Mm -hmm. I've never had that in my life before. And so I feel like if I, before him, if I would have seen a therapist and they were like, no, you should like those parts. I'd be like, yeah, right. You know, like, fuck you. Like, you don't like, no one would ever like these parts. Like, I don't think I would have believed that. And he really was the catalyst to like 
self-acceptance for me and it's it's crazy because i just never thought that um like someone would get me and accept me so my my first part is um i will never be understood uh that was the one circle which i think would have been a lot higher before um i also think not lovable would have been on the list it's not even on the list anymore Mm -hmm. um in fact, a lot of these, like the important one, would have been on a list, but I feel like I feel so important now and I feel loved. And yeah, it's, it's really, he's a blessing. But um, uh, so I will never be understood. And therefore, I feel that I am stupid and will never be safe. And yeah, I think that these do still resonate because, um, because of childhood. Uh, and. Uh, Okay, I'm a drink in, so I'm getting very jumbled. But um, <laughs> let me back up. I recently found out that there's a high probability that I'm I have high functioning Aspergers. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that growing up. So I just always thought like I'm just weird. I'm off. I always knew I was off, but I didn't know how. So I would just try to blend in. Um, and the, my entire life, I've just felt misunderstood. And I was very smart academically, but socially so stupid. Like people will be like, why would you do that? That's common sense not to do that. Like, why would you? And like constantly, like it was so conflicted because it was like, I would get straight A's and like calculus and like AP classes, but I couldn't understand the social norms Mm -hmm. where like I would just constantly do shit that was stupid. And so I just felt like I was so fucking stupid. And no matter how much I like dotted my I's or crossed my T's, I would get in trouble somehow. Like my dad would be like, how the fuck did you not see this? Like, why would you let this happen? And I just completely oblivious. Yeah. So I, because of that and because I would get yelled at and punished for that, I just felt like I would never be safe because I'm so stupid. Like I can pass a test. I can analyze finances math numbers but i can't fucking understand people so i don't know how to like blend in i'll, I'll never be blend in all the way because i'll never like be understood by people and so i think that's why i got into comedy because i was just like well if people aren't gonna understand me any- anyway i'll just make fun of my own self like i'll just make fun of all the things that people think are odd or stupid like i'll just i'll point it out so that they Others don't can't. yeah exactly and and it worked for, you know, a while, but it's just, you know, you get to the point sometimes like before Steve, when I first saw the therapist too, was like, I just don't think anyone could ever love me because I'm so dumb sometimes, you know? Right. And even though like IQ tests, emotion, uh, intelligence wise, I could pass everything. Uh, I just couldn't get the common sense things down. So it always felt like eventually if I stayed in a group of friends long enough, like they'd think I was really fucking stupid and I felt left out of a lot of a lot of things that's why I think the important thing would have would have hit harder before but now I'm just like whatever I'm important to Steve so yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so I, it seems like Steve def- like if if you completely black out the outside world like you're totally safe you're oh, totally yeah. accepted like Steve does he fulfills pretty much all the things that you're afraid of and that hurt you and yes. all that but then because you're still dealing with the outside world there's still a lot of like instances where yeah. You can be hurt by those things that are still wounds. Yeah, there's still triggers for sure. Like even though there are exercises and co- new coping mechanisms where you can be like, no, that's not true. Like that's not true. You're, I'm, I'm not stupid. That's right. not true. Um, it's and actually like figuring out that Aspergers might 
play a part in it really helps because mm-hmm. I went back through my whole childhood and I was like, so much makes sense now. Like so many of the signs were so clear. And I even asked my mom about it and she was like, oh yeah, you totally have it. I just, and I was like, well, why didn't you take me to get diagnosed? Like I could have understood myself better. She's like, well, I didn't want you to put, I didn't want them to put you on medication. So she never took me in for it, but like a lot of my family members are on the spectrum. So, uh, yeah, and it's just, I was so high functioning that she was like, it didn't seem to, it didn't seem to matter because like you still were able to be very, you know, social and stuff. Because I guess in, in females, like you develop masking in order to try to fit in with your peers. Um, So for a long time, they didn't think females had it because they blended so well whereas males just let it hang out um but yeah so it's helped a lot do you still feel like like because now you have not only your husband but then you have a group now that feels a little bit i mean do do you feel yeah okay yeah similar to gina where like i feel like i seek out people that feel like home Mm -hmm. but i'm also just so scared of i have that abandonment Mm -hmm. issue where i just feel like what if I get so close? I keep my circle very small, but like, what if I get so close and I give that person, since the circle is so small, so much power to like hurt me because mm-hmm. they could just leave at any minute and then they could expose me. Like they could right. expose mm-hmm. how stupid I am, you know, to mm-hmm. the world or whatever. Um, yeah. So it really helps to have just friends that are just like understanding and forgiving and like very like open mm-hmm. and like you can mess up and, they'll be like hey like just don't do it again you know or whatever i don't know it's crazy because like if if you if someone were to come and tell me like you know nikki has like shitty eq she doesn't know how to read a room she doesn't know how to socialize whatever i'd be like are you out of your fucking mind (laughs) she's the one that keeps us together and i know i feel like you have so much more emotional intelligence than you realize like maybe there's certain things like that you don't catch the wavelength of like oh that was a joke or like yeah you know but then but like when it comes to keeping people together keeping people happy like you're really good at like understanding what to say of courses yeah a lot of reading a lot of books guys books help a lot um but throughout childhood Mm -hmm. i didn't understand how annoying i was so Mm -hmm. basically Humor was how I cope. So if I make you laugh, you're, I'm like, oh, that's funny. So I'll just keep doing the same joke over and oh, over I again oh. because it, I thinking it elicits the same response. Right. Yeah. And so when you get fucking annoyed with me, but you don't want to tell me because you don't want to hurt my feelings, but instead you just stop inviting me to mm-hmm. things because I'm too annoying. I didn't understand like why right. someone who f- seemed like they liked me mm-hmm. just all of a sudden stopped wanting to hang out and right. it did take like a best friend to we I mean it ruined the relationship but she did tell me all of these things and all the things that people said about me and like why she was embarrassed to be around me and why she would go to things without me mm-hmm. and stuff and and then like in high school I was just like you know really kind of a loner but I feel like I made friends with other loners so I have my two best friends from high school and that's it mm-hmm. um but yeah uh so I just really you know, study people. And actually what I really liked about acting and psychology is just learning about all different types of people and what motivates people, what people get ticked by, what angers people, and just like doing a really deep understanding of human psychology and understanding myself too. Like, and what things I can do and change to like maybe, you know, not annoy the shit out of people and like read a room better. But yeah, it's, it was, in childhood, it was very hard because I just didn't, I was a latchkey kid too, so I was alone a lot, and I didn't know how to 
I didn't know what was normal, like, yeah. you know? And so my dad would be like, how could you, duh, how, how could you not think about this? I'm like, I don't know, right. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the same way as you. Like I have, I didn't even know this until I went to therapy, but I have abandonment issues too because I never had anyone that stayed with me my whole life, no parents or anything. So I literally just don't let people in because I don't want to feel abandoned. If I'm yeah. going to hurt, I'm going to hurt on my own terms. Exactly. And it's not because someone decides to just leave. Yeah. And that's the reason why like you guys, you guys are my closest friends, but you guys never really see me. And that's a part of me mm -hmm. that's just like, we're I get close, that. but <laughs> like I will be yeah. there for you at three in the morning if you call right. me. Yeah, but if we didn't talk forever, I wouldn't assume something was wrong. Right, and that's why it's easier for me to just cut people off too, because it's like, all right, I'm cutting you off, and like you fucked up, you're gone. I'm that's you're in it. control. But if it was the other way around, I I can't handle it. Like I will lose my shit. You know, totally yeah, get that. So I I understand like the whole abandonment thing, yeah. but I I'm really proud of you that you worked that out because yeah. you reading that I was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah and that's bizarre to me that you would I, don't, feel that I didn't way. think I would cry actually either because yeah. <laughs> I'm like that's stupid I don't feel that way anymore <laughs> but then when I read it I'm like yeah, yeah that really reflects a lot of how I felt throughout life right mm -hmm. the whole like um abandonment thing that I had I feel like we all kind of have that yeah, yeah. there's this like on her like first session she kind of like uh did an assessment of like what the fuck is wrong with me and right before we ended our call. She was like, hey, Gina, I just want to let you know one thing. Also, it's very important. I'm not going anywhere. And I lost my shit. Aww. I just cried because that's the only words that I want to hear ever. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, I started crying. But then I was also like, first of all, how fucking dare you do this to me right before we hang up? You bitch. You knew what you were doing. You <laughs> now you bitch. need to unravel this. Yeah. Just, <laughs> how dare you? Maybe yeah. it was appropriate, though, because of the previous therapist. Yeah, that's true. The The previous therapist that I tried, she kind of disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. pretty fucked Which up. is such a yeah. weird thing. Like, oh, you have abandonment issues? Oh, yeah, by the way. I'm, I'm abandoning you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Tiff, how about yours? What's oh, your shit. sentence? My turn. I'm nervous. Okay. My sentence. So I only circled three things. So it's pretty short. Okay. It's, I am stupid, and therefore I feel I am unlovable and unsafe. Okay. How do you feel? Does that feel accurate to you? Um, do you feel like it stems from somewhere? I don't know about the unlovable part, because that one, even though, like, I, I put a six out of ten, but, like, hmm, I don't know, it, cause, and also the stupid one, I ranked that a five, so it was, like, right on the border, but that one only hurt thinking Isaac would call me stupid. Yeah, it depends on the person right. saying Yeah, because then I thought of, like, Casey calling me stupid, I'm like, mm. Not really. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't give a fucking beach him. <laughs> I mean, we've had fights and he's called me way yeah. worse things. And I'm like, okay. But but yeah, like thinking Isaac called me stupid, that, that did hurt a little bit. That so would probably hurt any parent though mm -hmm. to like, that's almost like just a part of the parent-child dynamic, I think. So yeah, maybe that doesn't even, really go very deep with you as a person, but just that you want to be a good mom. Maybe, because so I that, thought about Isaac calling me incompetent and I ranked that a two. Like, yeah, even though I, I don't care if I'm a shitty it. mom, fuck you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, mm, I don't know, or like him telling me I'm not important. That was like a three, because I'm like, you're like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, sorry guys. One more quick break, just to say thank you to our sponsor. And this one is for Third Love, Boobies. my favorite bra ever. I'm actually wearing it right now. I'll flash you a little bit. You see this? Oh, over the shoulder so... boulder holders. <laughs> <laughs> What about those Pebble. of us without Pebble. boulders? Uh, over the shoulders. Pebble holders. Pebble holders. 
<laughs> but yeah, so adding that to my list. <laughs> so Third Love uses the measurements of millions of women to design bras with all day comfort and support. So you first take a Fit Finder quiz, and now Third Love just launched the Fitting Room. So it's a new and improved version of the quiz that focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are perfect for you. If you don't love it, every customer has 60 days to return. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love creates better bras that focus on what matters, keeping you comfortable and Oh my God, they're so comfortable. You know, recently I, I reordered some more bras and I realized that the previous bra that I had, it actually fit me a little too small and I could have returned it, but I'm too lazy. So I just kept it and it was comfortable anyway. But this most recent bra that I ordered, I ended up. up, I sized up, but they actually have half sizes. So yeah. now I'm a cup, a half cup bigger or whatever like I sized up and it's a perfect fit it doesn't actually like dig into my sides or into my shoulders at all and and that's all avoidable with the quiz that you end up taking you know the returns are so damn fast because mine didn't fit me the first time so you go online and you click oh hey I need a different size they already shipped the new one like the same day so like I barely even mail I didn't even mail the other one yet and the second one came in my favorite is seeing all the different pictures of all the boobies and like (laughs) trying to figure out what my boobies look like (laughs) (laughs) I know I had to ask Casey I'm like hey babe come over here which 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 I just had to look in the mirror alone oh Oh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) anyway back to third love before we all get depressed (laughs) Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash bigmood now and find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash bigmood for 20% off today. All right, guys. Times are tough and worrying about your student loan payments doesn't make things any easier. Trust me, I know. That's where refinancing with Ernest could help. Ernest offers low-rate student loan refinancing, and you can check your rate risk-free in just two minutes. With Ernest, you'll get radically flexible payments, and you can pick your loan term. By refinancing, you can reduce your loan term, save money, or combine multiple loans into a simple monthly payment. If you have questions, you can even talk to a real-life human for help. Isn't it time you stopped feeling overwhelmed by student debt? Yes, it sure as hell is. Ernest is offering our listeners a $100 cash bonus. Refinance your student debt at earnest.com slash bigmood. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Ernest is giving our listeners a $100 bonus. Refinance your student loans at earnest.com slash bigmood. The terms and conditions apply. Once again, you can get a $100 cash bonus when you visit earnest.com slash bigmood to refinance your student loan. Not available in all states. Terms and conditions apply. Visit earnest.com slash bigmood for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Ernest Student Loan Refinancing made by Ernest Operations LLC NMLS number 1204917. California Financing Law License number 6054788. 302nd Street, Suite 401 in San Francisco, California 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licenses. So I don't know, like for me it was difficult to kind of do this exercise and really feel connected. But the one that really like it made my heart fucking sink was the not safe. Mm. Where do you what do you feel what do you think you feel not safe about where does that come from um yeah childhood shit you know yeah. just not being safe protected by the ones that should have protected you yeah is what it is you know yeah, like that one's rough 
She said that children are very resilient. Like you can come up to a kid and be like, you're dumb. They're like, huh, no, you're dumb. But to be able to break a kid like that means something really bad happened to them. That actually, it reminds me, um, in my therapy session, my therapist asked me to picture myself and my past and just, it doesn't matter what age, just picture myself in my past. So the age that I thought of myself, I was four. And she was like, okay, so you see little Tiffany there, four years old. Um, what do you want to do to her? Like, what do you want to do with her? And I'm like, I just want to hug her and protect her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you do those visualization exercises where you, like, as your adult self, who you are now, you, like, walked in and, like, kind of sat with yeah, the childhood version of her? And then I took her, and then she was like, okay, so you're hugging her. Like, what, what do you want to do now? I'm like, I just... I want to play with her. I want Mm. to take her to the playground and give her a decent childhood. Yeah. Do all the things that she didn't get to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you were kind of robbed of, you were kind of robbed of your childhood. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of. I think so. It feels like that. So. I think a lot of us were. (laughs) For sure. A lot of women. Yeah. A lot of women were robbed of their childhood and made to feel unsafe. Even with like little things when you're a kid, it's just like. At six years old, hey, don't wear that dress around that man. You know, yeah. it's like, why? It's just a dress. I'm just a kid, you know? And it's a lot of, I just feel like almost every woman I've met, their childhood was not safe. Their childhood was robbed from them, you know? And I relate with you. Like, the whole safety thing is terrifying. Yeah. That um, one hurts the most. Because when you're a kid, like, you're supposed to be protected. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that were there to protect you, they failed to do that. And because of that, it still resonates with you now. It still affects you now. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And um, I feel like that that uh, wound is really hard to like heal with um, even in adulthood. It's just, you know, with certain situations and stuff. And just it feels hard to still feel safe. Right. So... Yeah, that one was the roughest one. Mm-hmm. The unlovable one, yeah, it didn't really hit me that hard, even though I ranked it kind of high. But yeah. I feel like I'm loved. That's I don't good. feel unlovable. But yeah, that was my sentence. I love you. I love, I love you, you too. <laughs> I would keep you safe. <laughs> Thanks, Mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's How crazy. I mean, I rated the safe one really low, but I, I do know that, uh, like, the other day, I texted you guys and I was like, yeah. Um I I started panicking like in the middle of the night cuz I was like, "Oh, well I'm I'm alone and I've been isolated because I'm like, you know, isolating from coronavirus and also I don't have a partner right now. So I've just been alone in my apartment for like 2 months at a time. Like it was a, like a long period of time where I didn't really see anybody at all. So one night I just got freaked out and I was like, "Wait. If I like had some sort of like spontaneous medical condition or something or if I slipped out of my tub and like fell on the back like then I would just literally be laying there I could be laying there for three or four days and like I don't think anyone would notice mm-hmm. because like we don't text every day or like yeah so we need no a mandatory one- rule now yeah, in our yeah. Text <laughs> she has to text every day but that to me is like my anxiety talking or like some weird um What's the word again for the medical, uh, where you think you have like a sickness? No, no, no. Um, Um, Hypochondria? Hypochondria. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have that. I've, I've 
grown out of it a bit but i think that was just a little bit of the hypochondriac kind of anxiety coming out like oh what if i spontaneously have a stroke or something like stuff that's probably not likely to happen but that scared me so but that's not really like safety i think in the way that you guys are talking mm -hmm. about it um mm -hmm. the alone part of it is is probably more right um important in this but so i circled a lot of things <laughs> um i i had one two three four that were over or six actually that were over five and uh two of them were nines so i made the first part of my sentence with the other four sure. which was um i'm not important i'll never be number one to anyone uh because i'm an inconvenience and i don't matter and then so the second part of my sentence was therefore i feel i'm not lovable and i'll always be alone so I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I have a hard time with it, like really tapping into it because I like I'm on, I'm on this precipice in my life where like I I'm kind of like sometimes I get really sad and I will cry. I'm like, oh, man, I'm just I'm probably not the type of person that's going to have a husband. and I'm going to be alone forever. But then I'm also almost a little bit over the cliff where I'm like, Actually, you know what? I I am a lovable person and if I exist and someone like me does exist and and maybe I'll find them, maybe I won't. I'm hoping that I do. Um but I don't know. It's it it does hurt. It's it's weird cuz it's just like think the thought of being alone like it it hits me at night. I think that's what it is like during the day when I'm functioning and I'm doing stuff like the the pain of uh the fear doesn't really hit me until the sun goes down it's yeah. nighttime and then I'm alone and then I'm like oh damn like I look out in the night sky and I'm like it's just dark and I'm there by myself and it does feel like heavy like the the loneliness does feel very heavy but then during the day I function so well and like I'm I'm very excited for the future You're distracted yeah. and there's very, stuff to do yeah, and, yeah so it's it doesn't hit me as hard but then also I've just gotten into this routine where like I'm used to being alone now. So like it used to, it hurt me a lot. Like in my young twenties, like I would just, I was on drugs at one point. Like I was doing a lot of destructive things. I would be in destructive relationships. I would stay with men that were not good for me just because I couldn't be alone. But now I'm finding like a comfort in being with myself. I feel safer with just myself because I think because I've chosen so many problematic people to be in my life that it is safer to be alone because I just haven't chosen the right people to be around until now I'm not you guys obviously yeah there's very manipulative yeah people. there's just there's I've I've gone toxic down the road people. with the with a lot of toxic people because that's just what I like I was raised with the toxic mother they can suss out mm -hmm. vulnerability too yeah so like they're they, like oh shit this girl mm -hmm. exactly like so like magnet. like true. malignant narcissists and stuff like that like they'll they'll find me and I'm like such a good trap mm -hmm. for them so like now I just feel safer alone and for some reason I just put the safe at a one because I'm like I feel in control of myself. I feel empowered. I feel strong. Do you think that's by myself? Maybe because like it's almost like you faced your biggest fear, which probably, is being completely probably. alone, and it's like not that bad. So you're yeah. like, oh shit! If I could, if I could do this, then yeah, how would I ever feel? Alone? Like it does feel. I think it feels more sad and almost like oh, such a waste of time. Like if I have to go through life alone, like oh man, I won't get to experience like how you have that connection with Steve, where like you feel. Like your souls are so connected, like you, you're a hundred percent fulfilled by him understanding you and, and accepting you. I'm like, man, that would really suck to not get to experience that. And it'll be like, I, I, I missed out on like one of the most important parts of life. And so it's almost like, I'm sad that I would miss out on something versus it. Well, it's also it's sad hurting me that more. I think it's like 
you loving yourself more is like, oh, this is sad that no one else gets to experience how cool I am. Like it yeah. in like a way where you're like, man, like I really because when I feel like I did something cool, like I'm like, oh, I made a candle or whatever. Yeah. I want to show somebody like right away. Yeah. Like I want someone to be like, look what I made. And, and then be like, well, you made that. Oh, cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's almost like you finally found yourself and like all the lovable parts about you. Yeah. And to not be able to share that with someone and go like, look, look what I made. Yeah. Look, <laughs> and I think so. them being like, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. It, it is a waste. I do feel that way. So like on the ones on um, being understood, I rate that pretty low, like, or being stupid. Like I just, that, to me, I have probably too much confidence that I'm not stupid. And then like that. And I don't know, the thought of people understanding me literally never crosses my mind. Like, mm. I don't know why. Like, I never got like, there's probably things about me where people are like, why is she like that? So fucking weird. But like, that literally <laughs> affects me zero. So, but yeah, just I guess, you know, there's just a lot of these tie in together about being important or mattering to someone or being an, an inconvenience. I've I've had a lot of relationships with men who did make me feel like I was an inconvenience. So that rated high for me um well your childhood relationships yeah Yeah. like with my mom like it was Mm -hmm. just like I was inconvenient because she just wanted to use or whatever but it's almost like I understand why and now it's almost like I see people as um they're all hurting and they're all kind of broken and they're all kind of fucked up so it's like it's not really my fault anymore you know that's good yeah because having the same therapist as Gina um part of that is even though as an adult I can understand it like oh I get why I'm yeah. You know, my mom and dad both had to work full time. So they left me in the care of a, a full time nanny yeah. from the time I was six weeks old throughout my entire childhood because they had to put money. They had to put food on the table. You know, as an adult, I can understand that. But as a baby, you're just like, my mom left me and I don't know when she's coming back. Yeah. And I'm not safe. Like, I'm not safe here. And mm-hmm. so whatever coping mechanism you developed as a baby that you can't even remember now stays with you in your body. Mm-hmm in adulthood so um and it, it for me it definitely reared its ugly head for a lot of my 20s like like how i said i just had very unhealthy behavior yeah. unhealthy relationships but i don't know where it went like it just stopped all of a sudden and it you was like a lot of work on yourself recent. you've been you doing did. a lot it was of like work this on i want to say it was this year because i obviously wasn't still making good choices even just a couple of years ago like yeah i quit my career out of nowhere if i can move across like i i wasn't making logical decisions that I knew were going to be good for me. I was just like, fucking whatever. Yeah, I've known you for like a little over two years and you're a radically different person in my eyes. You've known me for more than two years. I mean, I feel like Like, the first time I've hung, I hung out with you was like 2018 or maybe end of 2017. But... Yeah. Have to fact check that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I feel like we've known each other for more than two years. It feels like it. But yeah, yeah, I feel like you've, you've changed a lot, especially Mm -hmm. coming out of your old long-term relationship and the progression of you being single and like where it first started some and of the realizations i made while dating being newly single but like dating guys yeah. like that kind of put me through the ringer again it was almost like i never like they didn't wake me up when i was younger but now it's almost like i have so much life experience that the you can see patterns yeah easier. i was like oh so a lot of shit clicked into place for me and I it's almost like the alone part of it sucks because I almost feel like I don't think that anyone's really going to be good enough now mm-hmm. so that's such a it's such a wild that's a great problem yeah. it's such that's a, a good problem. wild yeah. fucking yeah. but it's scary because I'm like damn like 
I'm not gonna find someone that's good enough for me. Yeah, I can't wait till you find that person. I hope I'm so, so excited for I that. Really I really like hope so. I'm yeah. like, if I exist, he has to exist. He has to. Statistically, yeah. does he live in Los Angeles? I don't know. There's 10 million people here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. but there's like seven billion people in the world. What if he's somewhere else? There's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely more than one. There's out more there. than one. The one. Yeah. I yeah. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. There's the thirty. Yeah, I know. I hope so. But I just feel like everyone has so many problems and it's almost like, do I even want someone else's problems? Because I, mean, I, I already got through mine. Yeah, you definitely want someone that's done work on themselves. And that's why I'm so happy that therapy is more accepted in this generation than it has been in any previous generation. Because yeah, you can bet that like more, it's statistically more people are seeking therapy or working on yeah. themselves or in, less, in like some capacity. So and they never really did before because our no. parents and their parents yeah, and everyone yeah. before them were all fucked up. They were in these shitty patterns. They think it's silly. They had yeah. no. They had no self aware. It's like a weird like. Yeah. They had no self awareness. Yeah. My dad is just like, no, I don't need therapy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bullshit. Whatever. It's like, dude, it's really good. You think for that therapy is for crazy people? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. People still think that therapy is just for people who are just insane who have like really fucked up mental issues. But it's no, like it's outdated a, thinking. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's good for your, if, like, if you can get yearly checkups for your body, you should for your brain and your mind, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, with this exercise, it made me realize, like, yeah, there's a lot of other things going on in my brain, but these are my most feared, my, like, what I really want to work on the most. Yeah. What are, like, some of the exercises, like, do you, you, are you okay with sharing, like, what? So, she told me, like, okay, so now that we've identified these things, I want you to understand that, um... There's a difference between identifying with or just identifying. Mm. So all these things that I'm feeling like I'm never understood, I will always be alone and I'm never going to be safe. Right now, I'm identifying with it. Like, oh, yeah, that's totally me. That's me. That's me. That's me. But she's like, no, like, that's not you. Like, you just need to learn how to identify it. Like, I see it like. Oh no, that's a fear that I have, but it's not necessarily true about me. Like you, mm. you accepted it too much into your identity, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like it's not actually a part of you. It's exactly, just this thing that you've been ad- like adopting for so long. And exactly. I think you can get there because I think that's what's happened to me now, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can identify. I have abandonment issues. I have all these things, but they don't even feel attached to me anymore. Right. But I like I can see that the. So I think you can. You will eventually stop identifying with it. Right. Do you feel like you've lost any of them yet, or you're shedding any of them yet? Uh, I'm doing a. I'm ha- I I'm making a better effort at just identifying it and not letting it affect me. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's almost like I see you, I mm-hmm. you're there, but I'm not gonna let you bother me. Sometimes personifying it and like giving it a whole character name and yeah. stuff like helps to separate it, it a lot more. Like yeah. oh, there's my stupid Sally that thinks I'm stupid, but right. she's just she's annoying. She'll go away. Right. Yeah, that's know? what I was doing with the whole ego thing. Yeah. And, like Tifo. Oh, yeah, this bitch is <laughs> creeping <laughs> up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that totally helps. Right. So, I I feel like it's been like um. I'm, the more that I understand it, the easier it is for me to be like, hey, like sit aside. You know, like I know you're not really, you're not really there. I'm just blowing it up in my head. You know, like monkey brain. Exactly. It's just like some natural thing that's. Exactly. And yeah, then that's what they say like when you try meditating and stuff like that that is a form of meditation when you observe mm-hmm. when you like get a thought in your brain and instead of attaching yourself to that thought and then like running with that thought you're just like oh there's that thought. Yeah. There it is. Okay. 
see ya. All right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, All right, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think the thing that she, that really resonated with me was, um, she's like, this is your blueprint. Like, this is how you think this is your blueprint and it's not your fault. Like, this isn't fair because it's the people that raised you from like zero to six. Mm-hmm. It's them. They did this to you. And so you don't have to keep following this blueprint. We're going to break it down and we're going to rewire, make a whole new blueprint so that you can build a better building, you know, a stronger, more fortified building. So it was like, it's for me, it was more like when I came into therapy, I was like, I understand why I am the way I am. This is why this is how I react to it. But. I needed to understand, like, we can work this out. Yeah. You know? And the rewiring. Yeah. And the tools to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people are, people are like, this is how I am. That's just it. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything about it. That's just how it is. You know, I've been and like this my whole And they wonder why life. the same patterns keep happening over and over mm-hmm. again that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm just like, no, like, we can rewire this. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is totally something that we can work on. And that made me feel a lot better about myself. And it, like, it's been way, like, it's been really beneficial. Like I've been really happy with it. Um, it has been kind of scary though. Yeah. You know, like, cause it's like, what if I'm the one person that you can't right. <laughs> rewire? Exactly. One thing that she told me that really helped was cause at, at first when I went in, I was like, maybe it's just chemicals. Like, mm-hmm. cause I can't explain like a lot of the things. Um, also I think getting off birth control, like birth control hormones play a huge role mm-hmm. in mental health too, which I didn't realize until I got off. I was on them for like, I don't know, 13 years straight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't, couldn't separate who I really was from when I was on hormones. Yeah. But um, one thing that helped me with her was, because I thought it was chemical, she goes, it might be, you know, mm-hmm. s- for some cases out there, you may need medication, but she sees that more as a last resort rather right. than like, let's just put you on some meds. And so she had some referrals to psychiatrists if it got to that point. Right. Who they, they could refer, they could prescribed drugs drugs but um yeah going through that all of that rewiring stuff i came to the conclusion that yeah I, if with enough practice like i don't think i needed to go the medical route mm-hmm. not ruling it out for everybody but yeah at least knowing that in my mind like that's a last resort that okay if i am some exceptional case that there's there is the medical route mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that I learned from her was, um, so I remember like my first, so I actually went on, I, I, I started working with her, like one of her employees. So she's like the owner of the whole facility, right? Yeah. So she's like head honcho, whatever, but she was like super expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she put me with one of her like, uh, other employees. She was a little bit cheaper and still licensed therapist still licensed but, you know yeah but not like the owner like yeah the head honcho and the the her one of her, her employee the first day that we spoke she was like okay tell me about this and this and this and this and this i want to know about everything blah, blah blah right but that didn't like that kind of didn't work out because suddenly she disappeared mm. and i was just like what the fuck's you going just on packed all your luggage and yeah bye exactly it was a waste of time you want to clean up this mess later yeah (laughs) i paid for it and now she's gone and then so i hit up the head honcho and i was like hey so this happened and it kind of makes me feel like i'm not really confident in your your facilities work now and so the owner she was like all right you know what i'm going to take you on 
and I'm going to do it for her price, not my usual price. I'm like, okay. So my first session with her and I'm like, hey, how come you're not asking me as many questions? Like, like as the other one, like she, she, she asked me questions about everything about myself. And then she goes, you do realize that's your anxiety talking, right? Like shit. Yeah. Because like for me, it's just like when I like someone, like even in dating, my shit manifests in my dating life. Mm. Everything Mm -hmm. else I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But in my dating life, it's like, why aren't you asking questions about myself? It's like your most vulnerable relationship that you're going to have in your, again, in your adult Mm -hmm. life. It's kind of like your parent relationship is the most vulnerable as a child. So it's like the equal right so family relationship it's like it's gonna be there because i'm stuck with that that's my blood yeah but romantic relationship that means i'm letting you in Mm -hmm. this is my decision Mm -hmm. so that's where it manifests and it it scares the shit out of me so i was like why aren't you asking questions about me like why aren't you getting trying to get to know me why aren't you trying to understand me doing during the session she would just be like all right so talk basically you know and i'm just like this is weird your other employee she asked me everything and she goes you know she's like i'm already reading you right now yeah your anxiety sorry <laughs> yeah so she's like you do realize this is your anxiety yeah like you you like me when i like someone i want to know everything about you mm-hmm. i'll ask every question ever tell me everything about yourself and she goes this is your anxiety mm-hmm. she goes i don't need to ask you questions because normally in life it's just going to come naturally. Yeah. Eventually, I'm going to learn these it things about you. It reveals itself. It yeah. reveals itself. So you're freaking out that I'm not asking you questions because you're so scared. Like, this woman's never going to understand me. She's never going to understand how to not work with me. Not even interested. Yeah. And that was one of my, my yeah. sentences. Like, I will never be understood. Yeah. 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 And I was like, when she said that, I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> Fuck. You know? And she's like, um, she's like, that's, that's what it is. Like, you're so anxious. You... You need to be in full contact. You need someone to understand you so bad. But you need to understand that not everyone's like that. And everything will come out eventually, naturally. And that's like one of the big things that I learned about what it's like to date me. Yeah. You know? That's so interesting. I wonder if you attract a lot of narcissists because of that. They love to talk about themselves. Ah. No, I've never dated a narcissist before. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do struggle with people like I dated a Korean guy once and they're raised to be very quiet, stoic, doesn't really talk. Oh, so you're attracted to people that won't give you a lot. Yeah. So you need like you dig. Mm. Yeah. You yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. the one that gets to them. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, why aren't you asking me questions? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? So that makes me want to dig more. Mm. And then from that. I relate she, to that. Yeah. <laughs> so from that, she told me she's like, um, and I told her about that. <laughs> and she was like, you need to understand that cultural differences are not personal this is how they were raised like korean men were raised to be like quiet stoic never talk about anything so you can't take that personally and i was like shit (laughs) fuck yeah so it's like i went into therapy very cocky yeah this is how i am i know why and then she broke me down and i was like fuck i get that Mm because you and i do a lot of like self like reflection like you know you go we're alone a lot right exactly um and we're like yeah i gotta figure it out like yeah i, I get this but then there's like why is this part going this part keep happening right like, this is just broken and it's just, i'm never gonna fix it mm-hmm. i totally went into therapy cocky too yeah so right? i was like well i've been to therapy before i've dabbled <laughs> they, they don't tell me anything more than i yeah i've already, I've already written told in my, my story journal, already know my story my mom could tell me this 
Well, a lot mm-hmm. of times when people go to therapy, like they're not going to like a very good one. Yeah. I feel like. There's mm-hmm. a lot of life coaches out there and stuff where they're just like doing the most basic like, oh, tell me what happened to you as a child or something. And you're like, well, I don't need to reel it. Like I need to know beyond that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's where I'm kind of at too. Like with my previous therapist, like she was, she was good, but I didn't feel like it was good enough to get me to fix or things mm-hmm. or like work out things mm-hmm. she had me do this other thing too where um i forgot the type of therapy that she did but it was something about your body so like she had me close my eyes and visualize like my problem that i was talking about in her office that day and it was like the biggest problem that i had that i kept continuously talking to her about and she was like what does it look like like when you think about this problem what does it look like to you and i'm like it's a disgusting gooey mess like it looks like the swamp thing it's fucking gross and smelly and like i just i fully described how i visualized this problem and she was like all right now put that like now visualize a box and then uh like a trunk and you can make the trunk look however you want so and i described her the trunk that i had and she was like all right now have a swamp thing go inside the trunk and lock it up and i'm like okay now what like what do i do with this and so I did. I did it. And it did like alleviate a lot of that like blech, that I was feeling. But it felt like I just like bottled it up. I didn't feel like yeah, I actually right. worked Released through it. it. Stuffed it somewhere. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Like, so I kind of stopped seeing her because I'm like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I should have given her the benefit of doubt and continued. I don't know where she was going with that. But she also had me do things like talk about like a different issue. Like, OK, when you think about this person. Um, how does that make you feel in your body? And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a knot in my chest or whatever it is. And then like, okay, now observe that knot in your chest. And like, she had me hold these like little eggs that would like bounce the vibration mm-hmm. in the eggs. So it was like something she it's talked tapping. about. Yeah, there's like different Yeah, like tapping methods. too. Yeah. And like she talked about like in, um, I forgot what culture now. I, I'm really bad at remembering the history mm-hmm. of this method, but it was like some different culture that they would use this like, thing for them to like, like release left brain right brain stuff. yeah like to release trauma out of mm-hmm. your body because it not only does it live within my minds and my emotions but like it literally lives in my body so mm-hmm. when I describe that not in my chest like that's where that lives and so like she was trying to like help me work through how to release it and yeah it was just really odd so yeah. I don't know. I didn't really stick with it that much. She was really expensive too. So I'm like, I don't know how much yeah. longer this is going to take. I've been in and out of a lot of therapy too. And I never felt like anything worked. But I don't know if it's just that you learn things along the way until you get to a point where you know how to, to dig it out. So mm-hmm. I just always felt like all of the therapy I've done has never worked at all. But I also don't know if that's just like it eventually added like, up to a place where I could help myself. Right. Cause it so just it never, it never felt, yeah, it never felt like time. I went to an appointment and then I like, then it didn't like, there was no immediate There wasn't an result. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just like, for some reason, like this year, I finally dug out some shit that I could never dig out. And, but it was that just a culmination of, you know, like 10 years of being in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of therapy. I definitely I don't think know. working on yourself. Yeah. Like repetition, sometimes I'll read like I'll read like 10 books on the same subject and mostly they'll say the same thing. But for some reason, on like the eighth book, it kind of something clicks, clicks that I'm yeah. like, I've read that before and I know this. You already concept, knew it. Yeah. But for some reason, it just clicked differently. Yeah. 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 So could be that, too. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I, I actually I'm curious. I want I want the number to this therapist. <laughs> I want to see yeah. what she's 
She has for me. Yeah. What I like about her is she developed a whole system to be completed in 10 sessions mm -hmm. rather than like ongoing. Dragging it out yeah. for profit. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's actually really against that. And that's why yeah. she started her own business because her mentors like were all just like, no, just they keep coming back forever. And she's like, mm -hmm. but we're not healing these people right. then. Right. Like, Nothing's getting healed. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a 10 step. Like today we're working on this, this level, this level, and this level. And I, I, I went into it just like, this is fucking bullshit. You guys are just going to give me some random spew, some random bullshit I could have read in a book. But then the more I went to her, the more, like she was telling me things that I already knew, but she also opened up like deeper doors, like that made me there's a lot of moments in where I'm like you bitch how dare you you're so right like you're playing chess with her yeah. and she like checkmated you and you're yeah. like how the fuck did I yeah, not exactly. Yeah. I'm like upset you know yeah. like I understand me the most yeah. but how dare you first of all show this mirror in front of me you know so it's been it's been very interesting and she does it so it's almost like effortlessly yeah she's like hey this is why you're fucked up I'm like oh fuck you know <laughs> And it's been very insightful. And like, I, I went into this thinking, like understanding, like this might not necessarily fix me because I feel like there is no fixing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just learn to understand it better, live with it better and not let it, not let it keep you in the same loop over and over and over again. Yeah. Getting you. out of the loop is the, yeah. Thing. I, I mean, yeah. what, what even is fixed? Like I think it's a human is not a thing. Like healthier that. coping mechanisms, yeah. not right. necessarily fixing a broken part, yeah. but like, Hey, you used to cope like this crying for hours on end. Right. And now you cope like this because you can identify it, separate yourself from mm -hmm. it and then do this activity instead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's helped me you know, on a daily life. Like, Oh, I'm doing this because of this. She mm. she said that, you know. So now it's just like, okay, so I'm not really like that, you know. It's just that this is affecting me, and it helped me kind of. It's called. It's it's more like a course. I adjust my course better, you know. Yeah. So it's been helping me a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because even when you originally did this exercise, I was like, I don't actually feel like not this at all. But yeah. like picturing Steve called me stupid was the only one that I was like, okay, yeah. If he really truly meant that from mm -hmm. his chest. Mm -hmm. That would hurt. Right. But like if anyone called me stupid normally, I'd just be like, you don't know me. Exactly. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like someone that really knows you and understand or seems to understand mm -hmm. you calling you that. It's like, fuck, maybe it was right. Like, right. I am stupid. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So I hope... I'm sorry I made you guys cry. Fucking <laughs> Not bitch. this bitch. my line. But <laughs> just kidding. I've done a lot of crying but, uh, on my own. <laughs> yeah. So I I hope this helped you guys out a little bit to kind of understand yourself a little bit more and what really triggers you on the inside. Um, and like, I'm not saying like, maybe you don't have to fix it, but now you understand what really hurts you. Yeah. And you can tell, like, Steve, you're significant. I'm like, this really hurts me. If you ever felt that way about me, it would really, you know, Yeah, I totally me. have had conversations with Casey about the safety thing. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. And those of you at home, I hope this helped you out also. It was very eye-opening for me. Um, I would love to hear your results or your sentence that you made up at the end of the exercise. It's and probably I, shocking how many people have the same sentence. Yeah. And then we go yeah. through life thinking like, well, I'm the only one that actually feels like, but it's yeah. like pretty much everyone's like, oh, no one's going to love me. Like, yeah. I, I suck, you yeah. know, but everyone feels that way. It's like... <laughs> 
we're not alone in that yeah. feeling. So it's almost like, hey, just realize everyone else feels the same way. And they're yeah. only thinking about themselves, too. No one's like, oh, this fucking ugly, stupid fucking... People <laughs> are just thinking in their head, like, man, does she think I'm stupid and ugly and fat? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I it's learned... important to approach others with empathy. Yeah. yeah. you never know what they're going through. Exactly. And I learned, actually, from what I've seen in my stream and every time I've done this exercise, a lot more women feel more... Uh, are more affected by the you will never be safe thing. Mm. And that's, well, that's yeah. really sad. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would love to hear your results and how you feel about it if it resonates with you. I hope this helped you guys out. And I hope also this um, helps you guys understand that getting therapy is not a bad thing. Yeah. It's good for you. Actually, it's very brave of you to reach out and try to... Especially men. Mm-hmm. Especially men. men. Normalize therapy. therapy. <laughs> for yeah. men. Name your ego. Yeah. yeah, and then set it aside, and then go seek therapy because yeah. it's your ego stopping you. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, thanks for watching. Make sure you guys give us a thumbs up and five stars on whatever the hell it is that iTunes, we're on. Yeah. Apple um, Podcast. Whatever. <laughs> Tell them all, Jess. Whatever they are, Tell they're all them. the same. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, we love you. Be safe. Be good. Bye. Bye. Bye.